Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast, a podcast for the imperfect church and the imperfect pastors that lead them. I'm Ryan Reed. And I am John Martin. And this is the Imperfect Church Podcast. All right, Ryan. We need to change our intro music one time to like some slow jazz stuff. <coughs> Why do you know? say that? Because you always say it like, I'm John Martin, <laughs> and this is the late night show. Yeah, that's what uh, it seems like. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we are excited to be back Can't on the podcast. Um, it's a beautiful day outside. Birds yep. are chirping. Uh, y'all pray for Mississippi. We've had rain for the past year. It's raining right now. Raining right now. That's right. Yeah, we're headed to a baseball game. Is it going to rain? I don't know. They say they got the tarp on the field. All right, tarp down. Yep. All right. So that means that uh, we're gonna we're going to uh, play as soon as it stops raining. Yeah, right. I guess is what that means. Sounds fun. So we have an interesting topic today. We always have an interesting topic. <laughs> Not I, really. I've never. I don't think we've ever recorded an episode without an interesting topic. Uh, the listeners uh, would disagree. Just look at the numbers. That's right. Just uh, plummeting. Yeah. Um, along with our self-esteem. So we don't know what to title this one. And I was kind of disappointed that you didn't title last week's uh, The Undergarment of Preaching. Yeah. I, caught with your undies down. I don't know. We were going to do something. <laughs> uh, so today we don't have a good, a good title, but but this is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about questions you ought to ask yourself before you preach. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds good. That's a pretty good title, John. I'm gonna it's just a little word bit for lengthy. Word. Questions you ought to ask yourself before you preach. And so perhaps we, questions you should ask yourself after yeah, you yeah, preach. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that too. But what, what, <laughs> So uh, why is this important? Why is it important to ask yourself questions before you preach a sermon? Yeah, so I would say, and uh, a while back, um, I don't remember who it was, that there was an article that went around the interwebs that was, uh, it was essentially... Um, what di- differentiates between a preacher who gets better and a preacher who does not get better. Yeah, yeah. And the difference was essentially the preacher that gets better continually works on his craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, he continually mm-hmm. works on presenting a better sermon. Right. Um, and so it's good for us to make sure and, and the, at the beginning to ask ourselves questions to make sure that our sermon is well prepared. Right. And then it's good for us to evaluate our sermons afterwards so that we can be better prepared next week. Right. Sure. And I think some of those questions that we ask ourselves are about the preparation. That's correct. But they're also about hard issues uh-huh. about ourselves yeah. as we're, as we're uh, writing these sermons. They're about the Spirit's movement in the midst of the sermon preparation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, there are lots of different directions you can go when right. you ask yourself. And there are a couple people mm-hmm. who have put together a list of questions right. Right, mm-hmm. that you should consider asking as you're preparing the sermons. One of those guys is Harold T. Bryson. That's right. Yep. Who uh, Sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not but really. hey, uh, Dr. Bryson, if you're listening to this, you can sponsor the podcast. Right. You I just need a copy of the book. That's right. And uh, <laughs> and the other guy is uh, Francis Chan, mm-hmm. um, which I saw a picture on Twitter this week with Francis Chan and Benny Hinn. Did you see that? I did not. No, I don't. And I wonder if it's real. But anyway. I'm sure it is. Why not? Wow. Okay, so the other one is uh, is a list of questions by Francis Chan. So what we're going to do is just play with these two lists. Yeah, right? okay. We're going to kind of walk through these lists and talk about why you ought to ask yourself these questions in particular. So we'll let you go first. Yeah. Pick your first question there you that go. you think we ought to ask First ourselves. question. And, of course, uh, I'm, I'm reading from uh, Harold T. <laughs> Bryson here. Um, and he, uh, you know, he is a he is a homilician. Homo, homo, oh my homo, homo, I don't know. He makes sermons. So uh, his his emphasis is on uh, proper sermon building. You're right. And so yeah. the first question that he has for us, and I think is a good one today, is: Am I ready to begin building this sermon? Yeah. So yeah. this is before you begin uh, preparing your sermon. He wants us to ask ourselves: 
do I know, love, and want to help my people? Mm. Uh, do I accept the biblical text as inspired, authoritative word of God? Is yeah. my life at the moment yielded to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and am I ready to give my best in study and in preparation for this sermon? Yeah, so we talked last week about how sermon preparation is difficult. Right. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It requires work. That's right. And what what we talked about last week was more of the practical work. So doing the, the historical study, doing the, the literary study, That's right. the context mm-hmm. study, doing all of those type things. But what Harold T. Bryson is saying is that there's, there's actually a step before that. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. a step before the exegesis. Correct. And it, it is... It is more of a step that is within our own selves right. than it is actually doing the hard labor of mm-hmm. the sermon work. Yeah. So where is your heart? Yeah, why are we preparing the sermon? Are right. we doing it because we're pastors and we've got to preach Sunday because Sunday's coming? Or yeah. are we preparing the sermon because we believe that the Word of God is powerful yeah. and we want it to impact and transform the lives of the people that we love? Yeah, so is it a, is it a labor or is it a labor of love? Correct. Which one of the things? Because right. mm-hmm. we can just create it to be work. Mm-hmm. Sermon mm-hmm. sermon prep can get to where it's just work. And you can be good at your work, right? You can be good at your work. So we want to make sure we're keeping first things first. Right, exactly. And I think that's good. That That's good for us to begin asking those hard questions. So you have a dead man, too, I think goes goes right along with Yeah, let's go ahead and throwing we'll, you off we'll, a little bit. No, that's fine. Go ahead no, and do it's the fine. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> do uh, the dead man yeah, there, because I think the that, man. that's good. I think what All he right. has to say applies to yeah. this area. Uh, this week's dead man talking comes from Martin Lloyd. Lloyd-Jones and his preaching and preachers, and he says, to love to preach is one thing, to love those to whom we preach quite another. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's good. And and you know, Francis Chan, he has seven questions, Mm -hmm. and the first two questions have to do with this very same thing. Mm -hmm. So he says, says, ask yourself, am I worried about what the people think of my message or about what God thinks of the message? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. even as we're preparing this, are we, do we so love our people that we're willing to tell them things that even they don't want to hear. Right. You know, mm-hmm. do you love them so much that you're more worried about what God says, give them, giving them the truth, mm-hmm. or whether or not you're going to offend them? That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. Do, how much do you love them? Mm-hmm. Do you love them enough to give them the truth? That's right. That's a good question. That's a good and, question. And uh, the next one is, do I genuinely love these people? Because mm-hmm. the way that you present your message will display whether or not you love them. Right. And we can fall into a trap of wanting to stick it to the people. You sure. know? Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We can we can find ourselves lacking in love and presenting a message uh, that is maybe true. Yeah. But lacking love will always create a barrier between you and the people that you're called to serve. It will. And you know, if they're not going to listen to you, if you're going to say things snarky, if you're gonna if you're gonna use that as a platform to get across your message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, of of where why they're wrong. Yeah, they're yeah. not going to listen to you in the pulpit. Yeah. They're not going to listen to you in the counselor office. Yeah. they're not going to listen to mm-hmm. you in the city. In hey, the which is, hey, that's fine if you want to be at a church for two years. <laughs> yeah, right. you know that's fine yeah. if, if that's what you if that's yep. what your ministry yep. wants yep. to be. You know, yeah. we, we I talked to a guy once, and he told us that his ministry was with troubled churches. And what he meant by that, I think, <laughs> was that he brings the trouble. Yeah. And he stays two years, yeah. and he causes a mess, and he goes somewhere else, and he causes a yeah. mess. Yeah. But now he's a church. You know, he, he helps troubled churches. No, you hurt yeah, troubled yeah, churches. That's right. Yeah. You, know, you make yeah. them troubled. Yeah, you know, part, some of the times the problem may not be that every church you walk into is difficult. It yeah. may be that you're difficult. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you just need to look around that's right. and say, right. you know, how come these guys aren't in difficult churches? Well, it may be that... You're the problem, You're right? The difficult, which is which is the good question. We want to be introspective at first. That's right, right? We yep. we, yep. we want to recognize if we believe that that we are sinful creatures, which yep. we ought to believe yep. that, then we need to make sure that we don't underestimate our sin. Right? Yeah, sure. So the next question that I think will lead us into the uh, another conversation is. 
am I accurately presenting the passage? This is a mm-hmm. good question. Yeah. So mm-hmm. am I accurately presenting the passage? Uh, and so the way Harold T. Bryson would say it is, is the idea for this sermon biblically based and people-oriented. So in other mm-hmm. words, are, are you sure that where you're, the direction you're going is coming from the Word mm-hmm. and not from you? And we That's talked right. a little bit about this last week, mm-hmm. too, the difference between exegesis and eisegesis. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Harold T. Bryson, he, uh, the way that he constructs sermons is uh, he first summarizes the text and then summarizes the sermon. Yeah. In both of these, the essence of the text and the essence of the sermon, uh, he reminds the preacher they need to be biblically rooted. Right. So yeah. our proposition cannot grow from anything other than the roots of the biblical text. Yeah. And yeah. when we when we when we get in trouble is often is when we take those propositions and they're not well connected to the text. And we may create a good sermon, yeah, but it is not a biblical sermon, and that's where the power is. Yeah, and I think this is—I think the question is, where did you start? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so did you start with a good story that you heard, mm-hmm. and you're and you're tying a passage to it, right? Or did you start with the passage mm-hmm. to offer the, what the Bible says to the people, right? Because where you start determines whether or not you're presenting it accurately, mm-hmm. yeah, or, or most of the time, right? You're not going to present a biblical passage accurately if you're starting in the wrong place, right? And I think if we if we do believe that there is uh there's a hurt in every pew that mm-hmm. that idea that pain in every pew um we can trust the holy spirit that when we go to his word yeah then that word is for someone right right, right? we don't have to come up with something that we think is going to apply yeah uh, yeah we we are going to be um the holy spirit's going to be better at that job than we are yeah and you know i mean you know you've been in matthew for like two years that's and correct so if you if you're going to come across a passage of matthew at a time in someone's life mm-hmm. that you say you're dealing with a divorce passage yeah, in Matthew, uh-huh, mm-hmm. for example, right? Uh, and and the the Holy Spirit in his in his perfect speech to our ears and our hearts, mm-hmm. and the sovereignty of God and his perfect timing mm-hmm. is perfect enough to let someone who is dealing with divorce in that moment mm-hmm. interact with the passage right. of scripture mm-hmm. that you're using. We don't yeah. have to say, "Hey, well, you know, Joe is getting a divorce." I need to preach on that's divorce right. next week. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, that's that's starting in the wrong place. Right. Right. Let's and, start with the word, not with the. And any any pastor that's preached for a while, they're going to have stories like that. And so yeah. one of my favorites is uh, we had a, a tough death in our church. And yeah. It just so yeah. happened to be in the Beatitudes. Bless yeah. are those who mourn. Yeah. The yeah. next Sunday, yeah. and you know, just the Lord applying these in yeah. certain ways. Now, it doesn't mean that we as individuals can't see an action taking place in our church right. and address it from Scripture. That's right. But we want to make sure that whatever we're doing, we're building from the, the, the Scripture up. Yeah, I think I think certainly, you know, some of us would be completely against topical sermons. I think I think there's a place for that. That's right. There's, there's a place for, hey, there is trouble in my church. I'm going to go to the Corinthians. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. there's a place for that. Mm-hmm. But let's be sure that the groundwork is the Word, right. not the problem. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. If, it, if it's the problem, then what we're going to do is stand up and spout Mm-hmm. everything that's wrong with the church right. instead of seeing the beauty of it that Paul does in, in uh, the, the Corinthians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway. So the next question, um, uh, Bryson encourages us. Uh, he asks, he t- tells us to ask the question, is my objective to expose a truth and no more, or is it to change or to strengthen a life by exposing this truth? Mm-hmm. In other words, what <laughs> what is your motive for presenting the truth? Yeah, yeah. Which kind of goes to what we've been talking about. Yeah, so I, I have a friend who who knows a pastor, and he says the problem with that pastor is 
is that he wants to tell you everything he has learned mm-hmm. during the week. Yeah. So he wants to help. He wants to help. You know, help you understand every Greek verb. He wants to help you understand every nuance of mm-hmm. the word. Yeah. And so much so that when you get to the end of it. The people are going. Well, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do with the tense of that verb? Where, yeah. Why is that helpful to me? How, yeah. How does right? that help? And that that shows that there's a difference in exegesis and exposition. Yeah. Right? There's a difference in in how we pull from the text and study the text, and then how we preach that text. Right. And I think that goes back to another one of Francis Chan's questions, which says, uh, "Am I?" Am I depending on the Holy Spirit's power or my own cleverness? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we get up to preach and we want everybody to know how smart we are. Right, right. You know, hey, here, here's everything that I did this week. I'm going to unload it on you like yeah. a fire hydrant mm-hmm. and hope that you get something from it rather yeah. than seeing seeing where that work meets the needs of the mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. in your pew. Yeah, and we can do that with the way that we structure our sermons, right? Yeah. I mean, we've all seen somebody uh, that has such a great outline, you know. That's and, me. You know that 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 outline really shines forth, and uh, people—I I don't know who said it—but I've heard the phrase that uh, the people can't be simultaneously impressed with a pastor and with Jesus. <laughs> wow, so pick yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. And I think you know we can force that. You know, when we when we live inside of the thesaurus, mm-hmm, yeah, instead of the word itself, you know, we right. Can and there's nothing wrong the with two. a parallel outline, right? <clears throat> Sometimes no, those are no. helpful, yeah. especially to help the the people understand what's what's being taken from right, that. But right. we don't want to. We don't want to do, I don't know, grammatical gymnastics. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes we do mm-hmm. have to do that. Yeah. So so what's the point? Showing your cleverness, everything that you've learned this right. week, or pointing everything that you've learned this week towards mm-hmm. a need that the people have. Right. I right. think that's Harold T. Bryson's whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we would say, you know, meeting people's needs in the sermon Sometimes I think we we we, we want to pull back from that, mm-hmm. but yet yeah, that's the that's the intention that's of preaching, a, right? Right. We want to make sure that the word of God is is applied to their life. Yeah, and I think too many times we've seen examples of hey, here's six weeks on marriage mm-hmm. where we're going to talk about marriage and not necessarily the Bible, right? And so we have an apprehension about this felt needs, right? Pe- meeting people's needs, right. mm-hmm. But yet I think that's an error because we've seen it done wrong so right. long, mm-hmm. right? So and we don't need to throw the baby out with the that's exactly right. I mean, right. obviously Harold T. Bryson knows what he's talking. That's about. right. That's right. Obviously, obviously, he sponsors this podcast, right? Yeah, right. Um, no, but another way that we can do that is we need to make sure that we are um, we are looking at our sermon, how we've prepared it. We're making sure that everything fits. Yeah. So one of those things that often preachers can get in trouble with is their illustrations. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Bryson asked us uh, to ask the question: Is there appropriate and adequate explanation, narration, and illustration in the body of the sermon to make it clear and convincing to the people? Man. I'm a terrible illustrator. Yeah. Do you illustrate? I do. Uh, and I don't know. Sometimes I, I feel like I do good. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I should not have started this story. <laughs> Yeah, you know? I'm a terrible storyteller in that sense. Yeah. Like I, I don't tell good stories, and mm. so uh, I'm, I'm terrible at illustrating sermons. Mm-hmm. I pretty much there most Sundays I do not tell. I don't give an illustration mm-hmm. uh, just because it's not easy for me to do. I don't right. come up. That's hard work for me. Yeah, the, the illustration is hard work for me. There's another part of my sermon too that's hard work, but to me that's the most difficult right. thing. Finding the story. That fits because again, I don't want to force it. That's right. In there yeah, because yeah. sometimes when you force it, it's awkward, and uh, and so I, I'm I'm really not very good at that. Yeah, and I think illustrations are so key um, to helping our people to really uh, understand the passage, and so I do think that 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 is worthy work to do. Yeah. Uh, 
if 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 as Harold T. Bryson says, it actually applies to the, right, the, right. Because what happens is sometimes we leave from a sermon and we remember the story, right? But we're not real sure what it, it had to do with yeah. the big mm-hmm. idea, what that's it right. had to do with the message. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why that's why I stay away from it. I mm-hmm. think because. Yeah. I'm so afraid that people are going to remember my cute story more than they're going to remember the account right. of the gospel. Which, you know, uh, part of that can be making sure that our illustrations are are succinct. Yeah. You know, yeah. make sure That's that our right. illustration isn't longer thin our sermon, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know, maybe this idea of illustrating a sermon, make sure it's clear and convincing. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you have done the work beforehand. Uh, sometimes my best illustrations come on the fly. Uh, sometimes my worst illustrations come on the fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it is best to kind of prepare those beforehand. Make sure they fit. Yeah. Uh, you know, we as preachers, we it's it's hard not to walk around and look for illustrations, right? Or right. hear a good story, or hear a good illustration, and think that would work with a sermon. Yeah. yeah. And then we're afraid we're going to lose it. We're afraid we're going to miss it. So we force it into a mold that it doesn't uh-huh. fit. Yeah. Let me say this. So that. Francis Chan draws this uh, similar similar point in this way. He says. Will this message draw attention to me or to God? Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, when we leave sermons, we say, well, that guy told a lot of good stories about how great he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that guy told a lot of good stories about how great his church is right. or his mm-hmm. ministry is. Yeah. But he didn't really tell me how great God is. Yeah, and that's that's a difficulty. I mean, we've all heard sermons where we've left, and, 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 and our thought is that, exactly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the most important guy, not only in his <laughs> church, but in the SBC and in the right. world. Right, Maybe exactly. that, that, that's Jesus' number two man. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what he had to say about the Bible, but that's the, the message yeah. I got. Yeah. And we want to avoid that. We want to make sure that we are presenting in, in such a way that we understand we're not the hero. Yeah, because in your illustrations, you can quickly become the hero of all your stories. Right, right. You know, I was... Here's a here's a um, a story on. The I art. shared the gospel on. That's an exactly right. Shared the gospel yeah. on an airplane, you know, and and certainly that happens. Right. And if it happens, great. Yeah, we need to tell those but stories. Let's, but let's make sure that we temper in equally. Uh, yeah. Stories that show that we are sinners. Yeah. Tony <laughs> Evans is the greatest at this. I know we've mentioned his name before. That guy can tell a story. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean. And you know Tony Evans. Tony Evans tells a lot of illustrations that are not truths, right? But he doesn't claim them as truths. Right. Mm-hmm. He says he says it it would be like if right mm-hmm. I walked into my mm-hmm. home and such and such happened. Right. You right. Know? And so anyway, that 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 illustration thing is hard. But we need to make sure that we're not the hero of the mm-hmm. of the sermon. Yeah. That God is the hero mm-hmm. of the sermon. So yeah. so are your illustrations pointing toward the body of the sermon. Mm-hmm. That's good. And, and along with examining our short sermons of, of what needs to fit and what doesn't need to fit, uh, we don't even we don't need to just look at the illustrations. Yeah. Uh, Bryson has us to ask, is the introduction attention-getting? Does it introduce the sermon to its heroes? And is the conclusion so stated as to persuade people to act favorably on the objective? Yeah. So we need to make sure that we're we're examining what our introduction is and what our conclusion is. What's the most difficult part of the sermon to develop for you? Uh, it's either the introduction or the conclusion. Yeah, uh, it just depends on the passage. Yeah, uh, and and that that's that's often that's the hard work that is often left undone. Yeah, and so there have yeah. been many times that on a Sunday morning I think I'm, I'm going through the song service and thinking, what? And I'm like, how am I going to start this sermon? <laughs> because it is it is yeah. difficult work, but. Yeah. 
uh, I don't know, the statistics show with public speaking or whatever, you can lose a congregation or an audience you're speaking to in the first, you know, yeah, three minutes yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Maybe even less than that. 60, yeah, that, 90 those seconds. are those are the most difficult for me too. Introduction and conclusion. Conclusion being even more difficult than the introduction because Harold T. Bryce, another, another question, he says we need to ask. Is the invitation related directly to the objective of the sermon? Yeah. So are you fashioning that mm-hmm. invitation to the sermon? Yeah. That's hard for me to do. Yeah. The body of the the body of the sermon, the twenty five minutes meat of the sermon mm-hmm. is easiest for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Those first few minutes and last and yes, your introduction should only be a few minutes. That's right. Yeah. Those first mm-hmm. few minutes and those last few minutes of closing it are the most difficult for yeah, me. Yeah, and that's the same with writing a paper or anything else. It's yeah. always the introduction and the conclusion that are the most mm-hmm. difficult. And the ones that you can um, you can do subpar, right? right? It's easy right, to it's easy right. to to float in those, yeah, yeah. and we want to make sure that those are the most powerful parts of our sermon. Yeah, that we introduce the text well, and that we conclude calling the people to action. Yeah, I, I just saw a book, and I put it in my want to read list for uh, in my Goodreads. Uh, Building an effective invitation, or, or something like that, right. is the name mm-hmm. of it. I don't know, the yeah, name really, but something like that. But I, I, I need help in that area, and so mm-hmm. uh, those those things are hard. Along with uh, Chan's, uh, depending on the Holy Spirit's power and its mm-hmm. own cleverness, mm-hmm. uh, Bryson has. Am I aware that this sermon is not my work alone? Yeah, but that really it is the work of the Holy Spirit in and through me. Yeah, yeah, and 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 this is what and Francis Chan says. Am I depending on the Holy Spirit? Yeah, right? mm-hmm. and so this is. This is good. And of course, you know, the Holy Spirit is active on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday Mm -hmm. as much as he is active on Sunday, right? So let's go ahead and say the Holy Spirit, this can be a sermon from the Holy Spirit, even if it's written on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Right, right. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be an in-the-moment, spontaneous work Mm -hmm. in order for it to be of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Because you have guys who say... I'm just going to wait on the Holy Spirit to give mm-hmm. it to me. Well, that's fine. He can give it to you on Monday. That's right. Or that's any right. other day of the week. Right, yeah. So, uh, And we, we don't want to blame the Holy Spirit when we're poor students. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, and then finally, to, to kind of wrap up these questions, uh, Chan's last question and and, uh, and uh, Bryson's last question are the same. It's essentially, why are you preaching this sermon? Yeah, yeah. Do the people really need the message? Do the people need the message? Uh, and and now as I prepare to deliver this sermon, do I come to the people with love for God mm. and them? Do I come with awareness of the fact that this is a message from God's Word designed to meet their need? Yeah, yeah. What What is your purpose in preaching? That's right, that's right. And I mean, that should always be uh, an underlying concern for us. Why yeah. am I preaching this sermon? Yeah. I mean, if you're standing up just to give a lecture— then uh, you're wasting a lot of people's time. That's right, and there are other there are other avenues for that. There are. We need there good are. lecturers, but yeah, Sunday not morning Sunday sermon morning. needs to be something else. Exactly, and and the people's hearts need to be at the center. And I think that's what Harold T. Yeah. Bryson does so mm-hmm. well: preaching to meet people's right. needs, right? Mm-hmm. To make sure that we're we don't only have the scholar like we talked about last mm-hmm. week. We don't only have that exegetical work, right? So I think today's a good balance with that. Yeah, you need to have the exegetical work; it is necessary. Mm-hmm. But there are other things to consider as well. And the Holy Spirit is not going to leave us alone in that. Yeah, I, I think the Holy Spirit's going to put things in our hearts, mm-hmm. even that we don't know that's going on inside the hearts of the people in right. the pew. Mm-hmm. And I have I have this question a lot, and you probably do too. You know, uh, why were you looking at me during that? 
Yeah. Well, there it is. Why, why were you looking at me when you said that? Oh, you know. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't looking at you. Right. You know? I mean, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but but we have this work of the Holy Spirit. It is a supernatural that's right. work. It's mm-hmm. over and beyond our ability to handle mm-hmm. and put our arms around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have to depend on the Holy Spirit for that work. That's right. right? And that's mm-hmm. a wonderful thing to be able to do, to be able to say, man, I'm so glad I don't have to do this on my mm-hmm. own. <laughs> I'm so glad that there's a Holy Spirit there to help me. Yeah, there's a there's a quote. I believe it's maybe George Whitfield or something. Uh, and it, it just to to I guess change it a little bit. Um, we could say today if or maybe it's John Newton. I don't know. Uh, but if we didn't <laughs> have the if, yeah, if we didn't have the somewhere. work, if we didn't have the work of the Holy Spirit, we'd have much success, uh, just as much success preaching to goats and bulls as we did uh, preaching yeah. to humans. You know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we want to make sure that we are relying yeah. upon the Holy Spirit. Before can we change we begin, those animals a little bit? We can change the animals as much as we want to. I don't okay, know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we begin, you know, we want to rely on the Holy Spirit before we prepare the sermon, as we're preparing the sermon, after we prepare the sermon, and yeah, when we preach yeah, the sermon. Yeah, sure. So every instance of that, it is we are relying upon the Holy Spirit to bring the power in our preaching. Yeah. So let's talk about that after the sermon. Okay, after the sermon. So how do we how do we ask questions? Who do we get to ask the questions, and what questions do we ask after yeah. after uh, we finish a sermon? And I guess we could stop the podcast now because we don't know. Yeah, I don't no. know. I don't. I don't tend to ask questions like this because I don't like to get my feelings hurt. That's right. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I, I had a, a, the benefit of, and and we've kind of fallen off the past few weeks, but. Um, I had one man in our church who has a uh, he his his line of work he he I think he had a master's in public speaking mm-hmm. that was his deal mm-hmm. uh, so he wasn't strong on theology of it but he right. was strong on the public speaking of it right and we used to meet once a week to discuss um, just just the the public speaking aspect of my sermon yeah um, and then he would give me tips and and yeah. uh, criticisms mm-hmm. uh, he would ask questions uh, and it was a good. Um, evaluation for me yeah do you have a do you have a a, a, a means that you uh, that you instigate that or, like is there is there a form that he would fill out no no we would just, just his yeah his we would just we'd get together and we'd say all right let's talk about this the sermon yeah. you know and uh that was usually on monday morning we would talk yeah. about that um and we've got away from that um but so how helpful do you think that it is to give to give people in your congregation the opportunity to offer you written feedback I think it's. I think any feedback is helpful, even yeah. even if it's not good feedback at the time. You know, if you if you think this well, they missed the point on that one. Whatever it yeah. is, yeah. you are opening up channels uh, for accountability. You're yeah. opening up channels for wisdom, and God has endued His church with wisdom. Those people have yeah. heard more sermons than than I have, uh, and so we want to make sure that 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 we're using that wisdom God has given us. Sure. So, how helpful is it? I'm asking you like you're the expert. I know, right? <laughs> How helpful is it that this person be anonymous in your congregation or that it be someone you could follow up and have a conversation with? I, I don't know. I would I would shy away from anonymous. Uh, being anonymous. Anonymity, yeah. is, I guess, is the yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, um, I, yeah. I would shy away from that. I, I, I want you to put your name on it yeah. if you're going to criticize, <laughs> which I hope you do. I hope I'm you're not You're inviting it. Sorry, I'm inviting criticism, but yeah. I want you to put your yeah. name on it, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I don't want to get a... Okay. A paper that says, you know, this is the worst sermon I've yeah. ever heard. And so, you know, what, what questions are necessary? Let's take some of these questions mm-hmm. that we've talked yeah. about earlier. What of these questions are necessary for the individual to use to evaluate your sermon on any given Sunday morning? I don't know, John. What do you think? I think that <laughs> the uh, <laughs> I think the Francis Chan questions are really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you begin by saying, uh, 
did my message communicate to you clearly what the word said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's basically what he yeah. says the first time. Uh, did, did you, did you hear compassion, yeah. care mm-hmm. and love in right. the sermon that, right. I, that mm-hmm. I presented? Uh, do you think I accurately presented the word as mm-hmm. it was given? Right. Because, you know, we, there are times we present the word that there's somebody in our congregation says, I don't think you did that right. right. You know, yesterday yeah. I did John chapter nine. Yeah. And John chapter nine is a difficult passage of scripture with mm-hmm. the man born blind. Right. And I'm certain there are people in my congregation that would say, I wish you had looked at it from this angle. Right. So that adds yeah. a, a conversation That's that right. you can have. Mm-hmm. Uh, or another question is, uh, did, did I, did I depend on my own cleverness? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did what, I get too cute? Did I get too cute? Yeah. That's a good mm-hmm. question. That's a good you question. Know? And, uh, and I do that sometimes. Um, do you see the message as something already applied to my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, who am I c- to call you to good stewardship? Right. If I'm not, if I'm not a good steward, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. do you do you see uh, hypocrisy in the message that right. I offer to you? Right. I think some of the, these are hard things. And hard I don't, questions. I don't know that you want to open yourself up to this, but but if you want to get better, I think we should open yeah. ourselves up to them. So did the message draw you to closer to the Lord? That's mm-hmm. one of Francis Chan's questions. Yeah. And uh, did you see the application in the question or something like yeah, that? So yeah. Chan, Chan has all of these questions that I think we can put them on our Twitter account or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that you can so that you can see them. I actually have them taped on my desk mm-hmm. that I look at yeah, from reminder. time to time mm-hmm. as a reminder to make sure I'm make sure I'm keeping myself uh, to these questions. That's good. And I, you know, I think uh, maybe if you're at a church, uh, maybe you record your sermons, maybe you, yeah. uh, maybe you have a video recording of it, whatever. I hate listening to I myself know. preach. I know. I do too. Especially I hate, I hate not listening to good audio. Yeah. And so, yeah. I, you know, I've recently been trying to record my sermons and the audio isn't great and it's yeah. painful yeah. for many different reasons. But listening to those sermons is how we get better. It it is, and I would say that if you have someone that can give you the time mm-hmm. yeah. for them to listen to it and yeah. evaluate it as well, yeah. another pastor, That's right. and, mm-hmm. and someone who's not in your church, yeah. do that. But I'm going to say this too: you're asking you're asking a lot because it takes a lot of time to sit down, listen to, and evaluate a sermon. That's right. Uh, you know. 30 minutes at least because that's, right. that's how long it's going to take you to listen to yeah. it. So uh, make sure you, if you have someone, be, be what I'm saying is be considerate of their time. Right, and I don't know. Maybe we have a book club where we have a couple of pastors yeah. together. We could do something, and we might even pr- propose this to our friends, yeah. where, where, you know, uh, once a week we have one sermon that we evaluate. Right. You right, know, and so right. this week we're going to evaluate John. Next week we'll yeah. inv- evaluate me. Next week, you know, and that way it's not a – you're not having – you're not having to do a bunch a week, sure. but each each sure. pastor can get it in. If they can't get it in that week, that's yeah. fine. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, maybe something like that would be good. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a great way to offer. And you know, if you're if you're asking fellow pastors to do it, they get the struggle. That's right. You mm-hmm. know, they get the struggle, and they understand uh, the hard work that it takes, and they understand that we all slip up and say things yeah. we shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit a little bit more grace. In the that's room. right. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's good stuff. All right, all right. Well, we're gonna finish out. We appreciate you uh, listening to our podcast. Uh, we hope that if you liked it, you'd share it with a friend, and you would like, rate, and review us on iTunes. Uh, I hadn't talked to John about this, uh, so uh, maybe this is jumping <laughs> off off guard, but. Um, you know, I'd love to have an episode in a, in a few weeks where we have kind of an ask the uh, ask the audience. And if you had questions, you could send them in. You know, questions we could answer in you know five minutes or so, and we could take you know 
seven or eight of those and sure. make an episode of it. Be good. So if you have those, we want to we want to ask you to send those in to us. You can tweet at us. You can Facebook us. You can. Texas, Texas, if you have our number, yeah. if you don't have our number, uh, there's Ryan's readily accessible. Is. <laughs> um, John's PIN number is, you yeah. know, we can do all that. So I know we do appreciate you listening to us. And so we uh, ask you uh, that you would continue and share us with a friend. And uh, we'll see you next week. And until then, keep loving your imperfect church. And remember, one day she will be perfected in glory. Thank you.